daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Also, if you want to support what we're doing with the podcast and want an opportunity to be a one-time guest co-host, visit buymeacoffee.com slash raiseunfiltered. That's buymeacoffee.com slash raiseunfiltered. We'll put that link in the podcast description as well. All right, Ulysses, the final installment of our lengthy conversation with Jack Lebowski. I think the first three parts were uh, very good and entertaining, but part four wasn't too shabby either. I don't think he goes over his childhood heroes, the hobbies during the season. What gives about the bullpen? What kind of conversations do they have? Are they actually following the game along? We get a little peek behind the curtain there. And of course, CBA expectations, what he thinks from a third party perspective, what he thinks uh, could go down in these conversations. And of course, you guys know that when we have these interviews, we like to end with a few quick hitters. So of course we have those as well. Yeah. He's got a good take on the CBA. Like a lot of players do nowadays, hearing it from their perspective. Uh, also, as far as hobbies go, uh, like me, he enjoys golfing. Uh, he has a little fun take on that. All right. Part four, the final installment of our conversation with Jack Lebowski. Here it is. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and and childhood hero. Who was the the, the 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 one guy? If you had to pick one of those guys from from the core, that you it was Jeter. Jeter. It was Jeter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean he's the, he was like the guy for any Yankees fan, you know, in that yeah. time period. But I, I looking deeper at the teams, I loved Jorge Posada. That guy was just awesome. Really, I loved watch. I loved watching him play. Uh, I loved the way, like, I, I just loved the way he played the game. It was always hard, and and he. You know, he kind of, he came up clutch a lot mm -hmm. and it was just, he was the center of the team. But I mean, all those guys, Giambi, uh, Matsui, all those guys, I love that team. So yeah, yeah, all of them, but I would say Jorge or Jeter, those are probably my two guys growing up. Is that the, the, the one place that you're like, okay, when I make it to the major leagues, I, it would be really cool to pitch at Yankee stadium. Is that, is that the, the, the place for you? Or is there another ballpark that you're like, man, that would be cooler though. It would have been cool at the old Yankee stadium. I would have had a blast there. I'm a history major. So I'm like, I'm deep into the history of the teams. I want to go to Fenway. I want to see Fenway and being in the ALEs with the Rays. I mean, going there would be awesome experience to see. Um, as far as the West coast goes, I want to check out Colorado. Uh, I know the okay. ball flies there, but I've mm -hmm. never been. The bullpen looks awesome. It's got like all these trees and stuff like a Creek going through it, all kinds of yeah. crazy stuff going on. I'd like to check out that stadium. I think that'd be fun. Well, you know, with the, in Colorado, sink her down, get them yeah. ground balls. Don't don't leave them up in the uh, away side. Yeah. It would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think if we if we played a series in Colorado, I'd try and get in and out of there as fast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, and that's a great point that Jack made not too long ago. It's great that the Rays aren't okay. We're going to try to make you throw four seams at the top of the zone. Not everybody is that guy, and mm -hmm. sometimes you need ground ball pitchers. Not <laughs> you need 
guys that bring different things to the table. You don't just want one of the same thing and not everybody can do the same thing. So I appreciate that from the race point of view. Yeah. Um, Jack, you mentioned golf. Are, so are you an avid golfer? Are you a big time golfer? I'm a, I'm a consistently below average golfer. I'll shoot okay. like 90 something, but I love going out and playing. It's just a matter of when, you know what yeah. I mean? In the season, there's few off days. This past year was pretty nice. We had off day every Monday. So we played oh. a lot more golf this past year than we had in the past, but um, yeah, I enjoy it, but I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, go breaking any course records anytime soon. <laughs> that makes me feel better because we've had some raised players and prospects on the podcast that are just unbelievable at golf. I think Blake hunt was near a scratch golfer. I think yeah, Curtis Reed is like a three or four handicap. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying, I I'm like killing myself trying to shoot a 92 here. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, and it's out, tough but. for, it's tough for me too. Cause in spring training, everyone gets together. They want to go do some golf outings and I'm, I'm, you know, in the bushes with the alligators looking for my ball. And these guys are already on the green. I'm all right. Just, Catch yeah. me on the next one. So, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you have a baby to take care of as well, so that might limit the the golfing opportunities yeah. at oh, some yeah. point. So, oh, no, yeah, but then they'll increase once I can get them a set of clubs. So that's my plan go. anyway. Yeah. Well, actually, you could start with mini golf, you know, and 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 practice on the side, right? With with the kid, mini golf would be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in. I'd, I'm in. Prefer the 18 holes, but that's, oh, okay. just, so. that's the level of my yeah. golf. You guys are 92. My yeah. level is mini golf. I'll do that. Something that I think uh, Jack has in common with Ulysses, maybe not golf, but uh, food. I love to eat Jack. I, oh, I'll yeah, tell I'm you, I, I definitely don't work out as much as you do, but I definitely can, can, can put it down. So can you talk about, uh, you know, this, this persona that you have uh, with, with uh, the, being a foodie, is this for real or, or what's going on there? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I, I think you're talking about the Instagram account. Uh, mm-hmm. I have it in my bio on Instagram. Uh, it's, we follow fat Jack, one of my buddies at Duke. So Long story short, they used to, they nicknamed me fat for short, fat Jack. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? They're like, well, you have a fat personality. Like I would literally just like, I was, it was, we'd work out so much that it was just impossible. But like, I was so into food. We'd go around all these different places at Duke. Duke dining was like unreal. They had this building that had, it had Asian food. It had Italian. It had like American barbecue. It had Indian food had all kinds of stuff, a breakfast place downstairs. Like, man, I spent so many hours like studying in there, but I'm just (laughs) going around, you know, getting all the different, getting all the different eats. And then, and then Durham's got all its stuff. So, um, no, yeah, definitely a big foodie. Definitely a big foodie. Are you a Brenner guy? Brenner guy. Yeah. So breakfast for dinner. Oh, okay. Do you do the pancakes at night? Have you ever done that? Uh, I have done it. Um, usually that's like a budget decision more than like a food decision. <laughs> Eggs know and pancakes those, are pretty cheap. Yeah. We know those minor league paychecks sometimes, yeah, you know, that's yeah, why you need big yeah. fans to help you out. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I love, I mean, all that stuff, especially during the year too. Like, um, the Rays have been really good during the season. You get, um, you know, pregame meal, postgame meal, they got all kinds of snacks in the, in the, cool. in the locker room and, it's kind of become a detriment to me because once I stopped playing infield, I just pitched. There's so much downtime, so many snacks and you combine, you know, (laughs) sedentary lifestyle of a bullpen and unlimited, you know, delicious snacks. It's like, okay, I started putting all over the weight and then it's (laughs) halfway through the year is always like, okay, we need to reevaluate what we're doing here (laughs) to calm down a little bit, but no, no, it's been, it's been awesome though. 
You could run some marathons with your wife. That there might, you, you know, See, that, that, is not, that is not the answer for me. It's, <laughs> it's eat less, not exert more energy. Yeah. There you go. I like um, to, I like to watch her run. It's, it's enough for me too. It's the new year. So that means new year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include built bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because they taste so good you'll want to eat them. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. That's not Built Bar. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, guess what? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. So remember, today, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order at Built.com. You talked about the bullpen and, and the snacking. How, how true is the myth that you don't really want to know what the guys in the bullpen are talking about. I mean, how much, how much of the game are you guys watching? And then how much of it is just trash talk? So guys have baseball players have this crazy, crazy ability to hold two different thoughts in their head as they go. So you'll be watching the game, just, you know, talking smack with each other, throwing bubble gum that, you know, kids want snacks too. You throw them some bubble gum and trade them for like an autograph ball for whatever, you know what I mean? And so you're just out there kind of having a good time. And then someone could be like, Hey, what's the count? And four or five guys all together. Oh, it's two, one. Like they're still locked in mm, That's cool. at the same time that there's just a bunch of nonsense going on out in the bullpen. <laughs> so you definitely see it too. You definitely see it on TV, you know, guys down there chewing bubble gum, spitting seeds. Like it looks like they're not paying attention. But then, you know, one guy gets on base and three or four guys are up warming up. And then by the time the phone call comes down, everyone's already ready to go. And it's, it's, it's a weird thing, but you can definitely be locked in and completely just zoned out at the same time. And then let's move on to the phone rings. Hey, get ready. Um, obviously, when you, you were in the bullpen, how does that translate your bullpen work to when you're on the mound? Is it because we, we, we've had you know, different answers on this. Like if their bullpen is horrible, they're ace on, on the mound. They've got their stuff, but sometimes it doesn't correlate like that. So how, how are you, Jack? Are, do you have, do you need to have a good bullpen in order to, to have a, a good successful outing or it just depends on, on the day? Now for me, it's always been, like I said, uh, kind of way back talking about, um, you know, certain pitches aren't working or whatever. Like I'm pretty laid back in the sense that in my bullpen, I'll be throwing, throwing, and something's just not right in the pen. I'm like, okay, like I got eight warm-up pitches out there, and then we'll just kind of figure it out as we go. So for me, it's it's a lot easier to be calm when stuff isn't necessarily working out. Um, and then in minor league baseball, it's like this mound in the bullpen could be at this angle, and then in, in the mm. game it's here, or like maybe it's six inches shorter and no one really knows. And <laughs> There's a whole ton of adjusting. Um but I think it's that sense that what makes bullpen pitchers different is you've got, you know, say five minutes to be on the bench. Obviously like you do your warm up stuff um, during the game just to stay loose and stay ready to go. But the phone rings, you've got five minutes to basically 
get your warmups in and be on the field with those eight warmups. So a lot of it, you just, you just control what you can control and um, work with what you got going in there. I think bullpen pitchers definitely have uh, a better ability to just roll with the punches and kind of get it done with what they've got. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, yeah. You got to keep on your toes in the Rays organization. You never know when yeah. they might utilize you. It yeah. Might not necessarily be the closer. You might be used in the fifth inning or the seventh or the eighth or the ninth. It might really depend on. Or as an opener. Point. Yeah. that. Or as an opener. Yeah. Having, having a, having a routine is having a routine at not having the routine is kind of the way to do it. Like if, if, if you can get some sort of routine of say like five pitches, I throw these five pitches in the pen because you're always going to have time for five to 10 throws off the mound to really mm -hmm. like get hot. So if you can get your routine down under, you know, two minutes, then you're in business. Cause you can do that pretty much anywhere. It's those guys who are like, they get the call and they're like, okay, I got to start doing my band work. That's mm -hmm. just, that's not going to work because you know, come later in the season, maybe you're hunting for the playoffs and you know, we need you in next batter. And this guy just popped up on the first pitch. Like you got to be in the game. So yeah, it definitely takes some getting used to, but um, a lot of guys handle it really well. Uh, Jack, I'm not sure how much you've been following the lockout and the CBA issues with major league baseball and the union, but, and I guess they're just starting to get back to the table and, and talking at some point. Um, is there one major thing that you like to see resolved with the latest CBA from your perspective as a minor leaguer. I know uh, you're not necessarily part of the union, but what is something you'd really like to see in, in the next deal coming up? If there's something. Um, I haven't been following it too, too closely. Um, I do know like the gist of kind of mm -hmm. the talks that have been going on. Um, I would definitely like to see from a player's perspective. And I know it's difficult for, I mean, both sides to come to an agreement, but from a player's perspective, I would definitely like to see some of those arbitration years maybe get cut down um, just because mm -hmm. the amount of time that players are under contract with one team um, kind of makes it difficult for a player to get their career rolling. Um, you know, I'm not, the Rays obviously are doing their thing with, with younger players and, and it's not the same for everyone. I mean, uh, Wander is up there and Shane Boz is up there and, most would say, Oh, well, how come they didn't hold them for, you know, three more years before putting them in the show? It's well, cause they want to win. So they're going to mm -hmm. put those players up there, but um, there's definitely teams that fall into the category of, you know, Hey, we're losing. Let's keep control of these guys for the next three, four years. Mm -hmm. And they, I, I think they just take the good on their side with the bad of, Hey, you're kind of messing with this player's career mm -hmm. in that, you know, their clock doesn't start for another three or four years in the big leagues. So if you can get rid of some of those years of control, I think that'd make a huge difference um, just from a player standpoint of being able to get to free agency a little bit earlier. And if not, I think it would help. Um, I think it would help some teams in the fact that, Hey, they have to put these players, take a shot on some guys who maybe they would hold down lower, even if they are younger, put them in the bigs because, you know, you want to see if they've got, big league caliber stuff. So I think it would just help the game in general. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. Yeah. Orioles were looking at you, Adley Rushman. <laughs> one of the guys. Uh, okay. You don't have to comment on that. Bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year. As we continue our March to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action. 
for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get started with that generous welcome bonus from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online, it is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. Um, Ulysses, is it time for our rapid fire questions? I believe so. You have the first one. Okay. Uh, toughest hitter you faced in the minor leagues. Toughest hitter I have faced in the minor leagues. Um, JJ Bleday had my number this past year. Mm. So he was pretty, he was pretty solid. It was kind of different though. I mean, beginning of the year, he was in a little bit of a slump, but then he caught fire and took it all the way through the Arizona fall league. And so, okay, he's, 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 he's legit. So yeah, he was probably the, the toughest out for me there later in the year. Apart from yourself, who is the most athletic teammate that you've had? Most athletic teammate I've had. Um, there's a guy by the name of Jake Palamaki. He's mm. been a utility player. I played with him for two years now, one in 2019 and once in 2021, double A. Okay. And man, he is fast. He can jump. He can run. He's like crazy. athlete. He'll just do a backflip on the fly. So like, yeah, he's a guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love to see that. Uh, okay. Besides yourself, uh, the funniest teammate that you've encountered. Funniest teammate that I've encountered. Um, Tanner Dotson's a funny guy. Okay. I mean, he's just, he's, I don't, have you guys ever had him on the podcast or talked to him? Or, we have no? not. not. Maybe yet. it's a two way player thing, but, but he's got these, he got this thing from birth where he doesn't have these two teeth. So he wears like a retainer <laughs> oh with these fake teeth in it and he'll just pop them out. And like, he's got this curly hair and <laughs> oh man, he's gosh. just a sight to see in the clubhouse, but man, he's funny. He's a funny guy. That's great stuff. Uh, favorite city. That you've been in favorite city that I've been in um, as a minor leaguer. I know you, you, you have the, the nature stuff from, from, uh, from your school bus days, but yeah. as a player, which one is the city you're like, Oh, or, or the ballpark that you're like, man, this is, this is really nice. Um, so when I was, I told you guys, I was with the bulls for like five minutes mm-hmm. uh, at the end of 2019, we played um, what did we play? Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Columbus had a crazy stadium and it was cool. And I think, Part of it for me, like if I go back there now, maybe it's not the greatest place I've ever been, but it was the first time I'm like triple a ballpark. Mm. I was all, you know, hyped. I went from high A to triple a overnight. So I'm, you know, yeah, I was like star studded. Like it was just some different experience, but I remember it just feeling different at that level. So I'd say up in Durham, we went to, uh, Richmond, Virginia, and we went to Columbus, Ohio. I think, you know, those places, they're just it's different at the triple a level. So I'm super excited to see some, some new places where I'm at here in Charlotte is a beautiful park, yeah, but I've never yeah. played there. So I can't wait to play there. That'll be cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a different experience when it's like, Hey, there's 13, 14,000 fans strong yeah. here for minor league baseball, triple a it's, it's a big deal for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Favorite food. What is your favorite food? My favorite food. I love a good steak. I love a good steak dinner. Okay. Um, there's this place in Atlanta. It's a restaurant called bones and bones. bones. And man, it was the best dinner I've ever had. 
the guy who is our waiter was saying Bryce Harper frequents it. I don't know if it's true or not, but <laughs> he was like, Oh, you guys play baseball. Like this is a, the baseball player spot when people are on the road down in Atlanta. Wow. And just a really good steak from a nice steakhouse. It's tough to beat. That's awesome. I That's already awesome. want to go at, I, I already want to go to Atlanta already. Yeah. Save your money. Yeah. Save yeah. Your money. <laughs> um, if Bryce Harper's going to this steakhouse, <laughs> yeah. something tells me it's out of yeah, right. Write it down. Bones. It's a yeah. good spot. Go. <laughs> Maybe Jack can get us in. Maybe that's, you know, if I get there, if I get there, everyone's invited. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, Jack, this has been great. Great conversation. Is there anything you want to promote your social media, what you're doing with big league advance? Just the floor is yours. If there's anything you want to put out there to uh, Tampa Bay Rays fans. Yeah. I mean, if you want to follow me, um, I'm on Instagram at Jack Lebowski. Um, I'm not like a huge influencer or anything like that. You'll probably see a lot of pictures of the baby boy, but that's totally worth, totally worth the follow. Um, (laughs) And then, yeah, big league advance. I mean, the work they're doing is just, you know, it's unreal for minor leaguers. And um, I think any minor leaguer that, you know, listens to this show should know about them and know about what they do. um, The difference that they're making, um, you know, throughout baseball and, and the opportunities that they're given to minor leaguers is something different, but um no, I'm not usually a, a self promoter, but I appreciate you guys having me on the show. I mean, it's been super fun for me. So thank you. All right. Thank you again for making the Locked on Race podcast your first listen every day. Now be sure to make your second listen, the Locked on Bets podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day and stay safe.